episode 10 of Give Me A Chance, and it is your host speaking, Vittoria. Hi everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Give Me A Chance. I hope that you've been listening to the past episodes, and if you did so, I really hope that you have found some inspiration out of these stories that people shared with us. And as it appears, all the stories we have been listening to have a common denominator, and that is actually that uh, change is possible, but that there is always a moment that functions as a trigger to change your life. Along these lines goes also the story of Eric, our guest for today. Eric got the chance to change his life after being confronted with a sudden event that gave him a sense of urgency to pursue success, but the definition of success for him changed along the way. That is how he found a way to public speaking, and that is actually what he does today. But let us hear more about Eric's story. Hi, Eric. Welcome to Give Me a Chance. How are you doing? Fantastic. Thank you for having me on your show. Definitely. Very much uh, looking forward to our conversation. Before we start and before we delve a little bit into your own story of change and taking a chance, uh, can you tell us something about yourself? Yes. I am your procrastination prevention partner. I am the author of The Discipline of Now and I'm the host of the 30-Minute Hour podcast. And I help entrepreneurs and executive leaders to ditch their excuses to beat procrastination so they can make more money, get more done, and feel more confident. How long have you been doing this? So I started in 2011. Is when I actually started, got the website and all that good stuff. How, how do you feel about it? How is it going? It's amazing how, how time flies. And like I'll see videos or hear audios of things from those days and I'm just shocked at how long I've been doing this and it doesn't seem like it's been that long because it made I think that's the key when you when you're doing something that you really enjoy the time seems to pass I can imagine that the fact that you now are a speaker and uh, you developed in this path uh, had something to do with the fact that you were confronted with a moment of change and uh, an opportunity to take a chance and change your life uh, a little bit earlier uh, in your life. So, Yes, it started for me in college. It was my senior year in college here in the United States, Hampton University. And I was mm-hmm. having a conversation with my friend, Donnell, Now, I have to confess right now that he and I, we were a little different at the time. He was all about his purpose, and I was all about the party. All right. And he used to always give me a hard time and say, Eric, you need to get serious and think about what you want to do with your life. Stop wasting your time. And I'm like, Donnell, loosen up. We have plenty of time for all that. Are you coming to the party with me or not? And so time goes by. I don't speak to him. And I get a phone call from his mother informing me that he was killed in a car accident. It changed everything. It sent me the message that maybe I don't have the time that I think to do the things that I want to do. And ever since, I've had this focus on time management, overcoming procrastination, and becoming more productive. Yeah, the bus were really shocking because, yeah, how old were you at the time, you said? Man, so I would have been 22. What effect did it have on you? Initially, I thought the message was that I need to become successful as fast as possible. I need to climb the corporate ladder. So I started working on that. And I got to a point where 
you could argue that I had become successful. I, I, I was in the automotive service industry. Right. I was a district manager. I had 17 locations. I had 500 employees. We're winning these awards. And, and I remember this day, I, I'm driving in my nice car and I, I pull up to the light. I look into the rear view mirror and yeah. the eyes that were looking back at me were the eyes of someone who hated what he was doing. It just sent me a message that there's a difference between success and significance. So significance for me is when you're doing something that's going to last after you're gone, that's really making an impact on people's lives. I felt like I was doing things to make money, but I dreaded the idea of going into work and dreaded the idea of having some of the conversations that I was having. So the way I responded, I had to literally look within myself and ask, you know, what do, what do I really want to do? And, and it was a struggle. Because it was like, okay, I want to make money. I want to be successful. But no, that what is it that you really want to do? And every time I asked myself that question, it always came back to when I was speaking in front of a group. Like right. there, was, there was a time in my career where I was a corporate trainer. And that's all I did. And I remember after those sessions, I would always sit there thinking, no, I could just do this all the time. This, this is great. Talking to the participants. And, and that, that gave me a clue to start pursuing the professional speaking track. What was the thing that was giving you the most energy of all? Well, it just, you, when you see people that are getting the message and you see people, I would see people making changes. I, you know, I would have people coming back to me after the sessions and say, hey, Eric, I remember when you taught this and that, and I, I used that and I improved my sales. And I'd be thinking to myself, man, this, this, is, this is totally awesome. And I think the takeaway, I think you should always pay attention to your body, right? If you want to know if you're on the right track or not, your body will tell you. And whenever I would be in that space, I just you could just feel it. That this, yeah, this is where I'm supposed to be. Exactly, the adrenaline and everything that pumps up and everything. But you were still um, having a corporate job, right, at the time. So that must have been a major moment of change for you because... What, what did you do? What, what happened? So the funny thing is what I did next was I procrastinated. So what, what happened was it took several years for me to actually take serious steps in that direction because I started listening to the voices in my head. Mm -hmm. And this is something, this is another takeaway. Whenever you're pursuing purpose, whenever you're pursuing something that's aspirational, you're going to hear the doubting voices in your head that say, can I really do this? Who's going to pay me to come in and speak to their organization? Yeah. What am I going to say that hasn't been said already thousands of times? I yeah. started having those thoughts. So it, it was about three years before I took serious action. How did the topic of procrastination come about for you? So finally, finally, I joined Toastmasters International. You, you had to do speeches at different times. And I had mentors and I had a speech coach. And they would always point out, like, I, we started noticing patterns. All right. Most of my presentations would tie back to not procrastinating and how you spend your time. And because one of the things when you're starting off as a speaker, the challenge is to pick a lane, hmm. right? It, the challenge is to find a niche. And it's tempting to try to be everything to everybody. But I think you have to find your message. And so I just noticed that, and then people tended to resonate the most. 
whenever I was talking about overcoming procrastination and time and time management. So that that's how I ended up just over time. And I would encourage anybody, no matter what you want to do, make sure you find mentors because they can help you with your blind spots and they can point things out to you to help you. Did you have a mentor? I sure did. I sure did. I had so one of my mentors, Dr. Willie Jolly, who went on to write the forward to my book. I mean, he's an internationally known professional speaker and he would just when from time to time he'll just drop these little nuggets on me hair have you tried this <laughs> <laughs> and surprise surprise it usually works out very well um, I had another mentor his name is Ed Tate who he's a world another guy speaks all over the world and he was just especially during those Toastmasters days he was instrumental in pointing out blind spots and pointing out patterns and suggesting different ways that I could say things you know mentorship is critical And, and the main takeaways that you took away from, from your mentorships, um, what were they? So, so the challenge is like when you're speaking, it, people think that it's getting up there in front of people is the hard part, you know, you, you know, overcoming your nerves. And for me, that really, the challenge is the business side of speaking. And so the big takeaway I've gotten from my mentors in speaking is just getting better with the business side. How do you follow up with the meeting planner? How do you, well, what are the next steps for the people in the audience? How do you get the next speaking engagement? Th those are just a lot, a lot of those things are what I've taken away from, from mentors. How, how did it happen that you officially started to become a speaker and you left everything behind? When did that change take place? So yeah, around the 2011 time yeah. frame when I, I launched the website and just really started Just getting active, you know, there's uh, different associations. Uh, and, and again, I think the lesson is, especially if you're starting out, especially in speaking, it's good to just say yes <laughs> in the beginning because you, you want to get, get out there and, and get known. And even if it's like a little, it looks like a small engagement, maybe there's eight people in the room, you just never know who's in the room. So I would say I just, just getting out there. And I think I benefited from just networks too. Then time, the time comes up, they say, hey, I need a speaker at my event. Yeah. And, and if we want to say also something about your own book about procrastination, can you tell us something about that? Because that is also having impact on people reading it. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so my book, The Discipline of Now, 12 Practical Principles to Overcome Procrastination. One <laughs> of the things that makes it different about the other books on the same topic is that I've come up with a... It's called a procrastination prevention pyramid. And if you follow the steps on the pyramid, you'll be, you'll be less likely to procrastinate. And it's a model that, that you go in. And if you, you go like, for example, the foundation of the pyramid is your attitude. Your attitude is the foundation to your success. So if you really, if you, if the key is to really be intentional about how you think. Because the, the majority of our thoughts are negative. If you, just, if you just sit back and listen to your own thoughts or pay attention to your own thoughts, most of them are negative. The studies show that 80% of the typical person's thoughts are negative. So you have to be intentional. It's so you, we, we have this bad habit of negativity, which can cause us to procrastinate. So we need to be intentional about being grateful mm -hmm. and focusing on positivity and speaking positivity. So that's the key. And then there's four other steps on the pyramid to help people to overcome procrastination. The next step is awareness. So you need to be aware of the things that trigger you 
to procrastinate, but you also need to be aware of your power times. And we all have times of the day where we have more energy or less energy. The key thing, and even if you talk about awareness, pay attention to the time that you procrastinate. And, and Eric, think about probably me, uh, somebody who uh, would like to start something new, but is a little bit afraid of taking the next step because, you know, as you said, the voice in your head thinks, nah, why would you do that? Who would understand your work? Who would listen to that? What advice would you give me? So that that's like a fear. A lot of times it can be a fear of success. It can be a fear of failure. So the key thing, first off, I would focus on more on the process than I would the outcome. All right. So what is the process? And again, it also goes back to awareness and knowing that you're going to have those voices. But, but what, what's, what can you do? What, what, what steps can you take to move forward? And, and what can you do to make sure you're as prepared as you possibly can? And then also, if, it, if it's a fear of success, I, I, this is something I, I teach. It's called be, do, and have. Right? If, if, I, if I become more, I can do more. And if I can do more, I can have more. So, so why do I need to fear success? Because I'm, I'm always improving myself. I'm always looking to get better. All right, so, so indeed, it's really being aware that it can be possible. But you need to put a lot of, of energy into that. Otherwise, things don't come on their own. And uh, th thank you. Thank you for the tip. And, and the last uh, maybe question for you. And uh, uh, looking back at your, role, uh, at your entire uh, growth path that you have been setting out for the last 20 years and so... Uh, What was the moment you would live again if you had the chance to? I, I would say getting married to my wife would be Aww. that moment. She is a, a big reason that I'm able to do what I do because she's behind the scenes supporting me. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things you know, we're coming up on 14 years. And I would definitely, if I had to do it all over again, I would have tried to meet her sooner. <laughs> so indeed, you're a lucky man, Eric. Thank you very much for being with me this afternoon. This has been a, an honor. This was Eric's story. After being confronted with the passing of his friend, Eric felt the urgency to achieve something in his life. And that brought him eventually to, public, to becoming a public speaker. With this topic being procrastination and how to approach it, Eric now gives his own insights to people, to entrepreneurs mostly, on how to become more effective and more efficient in their own work. This was the end of this episode. Have you ever had the chance to change your life or do you know anybody who has? Please get in touch with us and leave a comment here below. And if you enjoyed this episode, please do not forget to like and subscribe to this channel and see you next time. Give me a chance on your screen and in your ears. Bye.